Ask the Podcast Coach for February 12th, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dot com And joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. I think last week someone said they thought I was flossing my ears when I did the dance kind of thing. And I guess it kind of does look that way. That's it. I'm getting some, I'm getting some weird uh, squishing audio from you now. Like the music wasn't as clear behind you as oh. it was. I've seen if the audience is hearing that. But it's always good to be on Ask Podcast Coach. Yeah. Today, we're going to be talking about promos a little bit. But before we do that, if you have a promo, let me know. In fact, let me put this in the chat room, which will be interesting because this will show up in 30 seconds or whatever. And because I've set up a link to where one thing, you're the guy that turned me on to Mediafire like forever ago. Yeah. And I still use them. And one of the things you can do is set up, and I'm sure you can do this on Dropbox as well, but... And there we go. That is an ugly chat box. It's a really long link, but you can set up a folder to where people can upload to it. And I know you can do that under, but I think I swear Mediafire is something like $30 a year. And then Dropbox is like 99 bucks. Um, Maybe a little more expensive now, uh, but certainly Mediafire came at it from a, they tried to be a really fast, efficient Dropbox, right? And, and so, and not quite as restrictive. Yeah. Before we get to all that fun-filled stuff, yeah, I'm going to say you got to be thirsty, my friend. Wow, that is one annoying whistle. Hey, this is Future Dave, and I just got to give you a little heads up because I'm assuming you're a podcaster, so I'm going to do a little behind the scenes. And normally I tell people nobody cares how the sausage is made, but you do because you're a podcaster. And that is, you'll hear me talk about crisp, which is a great way to make your side of a conversation sound clean. That's what was messing up the music. As I edited this, I started to edit this into script, and it just takes forever to remove all the ums and you knows, but I ran it through the studio sound, and the studio sound is, again, meant to clean up interviews, so you'll hear here in a second, I'm going to guess, that the music behind the coffee pour is gone, it just erased half of Jim's coffee pour sound effect, and so today's episode is going to sound a little weird. Back to the show. And of course... That awesome coffee pour is brought to you by our good friend Mark over at podcastbranding.co. If you need any kind of artwork for your podcast, if you need a lead magnet, if you need a whole full-fledged website and you're like, I want it to look good, I'm here to tell you Mark over at podcastbranding.co is the way to go. Why? Not only is he an award-winning graphic artist, he's also a podcaster. And uh, he's nailed everything I've ever asked him to do, whether it's the podcast rodeo show, ask the podcast coach, school of podcasting. He does a great job and he really, he will listen to your show. He'll check out your website. He really, it's all about branding and making sure that everything matches from your, the vibe of your show matches the vibe of your artwork. So if you're worried about looking silly, because well, they do see you before they hear you then go over to podcastbranding.co and be sure and tell them Dave said you. Your music's getting squished. It's like it's how um, uh, 
stream yard does ducking. It sounds like the music behind is getting ducked. Well, let's see here. Audio automatically adjust music volume. Let's turn that off, shall we? Yeah, so maybe does that? I don't know. Play the play the music. Let's again. play some music let's again. Give, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then say something. And if I say something while the music is going, it's still no. It's ducking the music for sure. Yeah. Huh. Something changed. Something changed. I wonder if it's in the roadcaster, maybe. But that'll be the end of playing music on the show. For that's, that's, that's okay. We'll figure we'll figure it out. Big thanks to uh, Dan Lefebvre over there at uh, Based on a True Story Pod. Let's see if we can get center. I'm trying. Based on a True Story Podcast.com. And Dave, who do you think? Who do you think oh, would be a character who died with his boots on? If you think about, uh, I know one you know, character. Maybe in, go ahead. Who do you, who who? Uh, Ronnie Van Zant from Leonard Skinner. Okay. Uh, I believe that's, a story. that's not what I expected. There was a rumor yeah. that he knew when the plane was going down. He's like, "All right, I'm going to put my boots on." Yeah, so. Put his boots on. General Custer was the one. Okay, well, the, of it. boy, so Dan, close, you know. Because Dan just did an episode on that over based on a true story podcast, based on the the I, I think on the the movie the film they died with their boots on. You can check that out over there, based on a true story podcast dot com. Very cool. I did not I need to go check out more of those. I've listened to Dan's show on and off. And my problem now is I, when my time to listen to podcasts shrunk, that's when, that's when you do end up in this weird kind of competition thing where it's like, ah, oh, you can listen to me on Monday. You can listen to on Tuesday and Wednesday. Like, yeah, I can only listen to a half a podcast a day. You're like, oh, but it is what it is. But no, I. this is where video podcasts for me have gotten more important because I'm on the treadmill now an hour a day and I got a whole video set up for it. And so YouTube is a place where I have an hour a day to give. That's my commute. And so if for podcasters that are audio only, if it's audio only, it's it got pushed to the back. If you're mm. even if it's talking heads on YouTube, I if I'd watch it because it's on YouTube. I'd, there's a couple podcasts that I listen to that are on YouTube as well. So I think that's one of those situations where I, early on, I think we heard a lot of folks say, "Yeah, I can't go to YouTube. They nobody will watch that." That's true. All those things are true. Uh, my my YouTube numbers are way lower than my audio numbers, but there are folks who want to listen to it that way. So I think it's a I think it's a great idea, even if you think. It's not going to get a lot of views. It may get views from guys like me who are on the treadmill and have a setup and they want to watch it on YouTube. Dave, I know we argue, we go back and forth, but did you figure out the music? I heard you. I, I, heard you I have. If we do this now, everybody's yeah, gonna... I'll do the slurp and we'll see if it. <laughs> yeah, perfect. What was it? There is a tool I played with. I talked about this on the last uh, School of Podcasting. I played with Sound Studio Indescript, which is amazing. And then I played with this thing called Crisp. And Crisp is more about cleaning up your side of the conversation. What's weird about it is I actually have a video. If you go out to schoolofpodcasting.com, I'm going to guess slash 813. I think that was the last episode. There's a video of me and you talk into this thing. You like read a paragraph. So it learns what your voice sounds like. And then I was literally going, this is me clapping. This is me. And the clapping was erased. And I was like, whoa. So I had, I played with, I'm like, does this work on StreamYard? And it does. And then I had it still turned on, but it was trying to filter out the music because it's not my voice. So, right. 
There we go. So well, we caught it. That's good. Well, we're back in. We're back in. But a little live troubleshooting there, and that that's a nice. The advantage of having a co-host is you can let the co-host run. I saw you working on some stuff. Yeah. So I was just I just because all the time I'm like going. I'm like maybe I'm set to be really low video like quality or something. I was like, it's, it's one of those things that was going to bug me. But Code Three podcasts, but I edit my show uh, audio heavily. How can I do video without a thousand jump cuts? You can't. Yeah. And my thing is when I do this with, I went through and started doing this on my YouTube stuff, just cutting out long pauses. Cause there are times when I would think about something or whatever. And I, I got done. I was like, I look like one of the cool kids now. Like I'm doing yeah. jump cuts. Um, and I was, and I've had people, somebody sent me something they did in Descript cause Descript also does video. And when you cut out ums and you knows, for me, it just looked like a cool jump cut. Now, as long as they're not like, eventually you have to have some regular talking, but I don't know. I, I, yeah, because yeah. yeah, that it seems is. to be the thing. It has something to do with your brain. And because all of a sudden there's this weird jump cut that it somehow pokes your brain and keeps you focused or something. I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I watch a YouTuber and his whole, he does 20 minute episodes and it's just one jump cut to another. It is literally boom. We're doing this and that, and that, and this and that, and then there'll be a little bit of dialogue, and then oh, and, 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 you know, the whole thing is a jump cut. It's crazy, but it's it's crazy interesting too. I don't mind, and like you said, I think it actually keeps me a little more engaged. You might want to try, you know, talking heads on a jump cut with a bunch of jump cuts. That may not make any sense. No, you know, that'd be pretty rough. Yeah, I think that's the. You could use B roll though too. Like you could have some mm. B roll that you stick in there to cover your. You cover your cuts. I And I think jump cuts do draw your focus in for a second because you have to keep up. But I think if you, like you just said, if you don't eventually lead to something where your brain can go and then jump cut. But if it's just constant jump cut, I think, I think that your brain would go, okay, that's enough of that. Stargate Pioneer says, I hate jump cuts. And I've stopped watching channels that are heavily into jump cuts. It'll be interesting to see like, what's the new thing? You know what I mean? Like that was, oh, look, people are doing jump cuts. And then it was like, I want to be a cool kid. I'm going to do jump cuts. But eventually there's going to be, I wonder what the next cool kid is going to do or whatever. It's so, real popular. Gigantic uh, YouTube channels are doing it and they're huge. I was going to play with this and I forgot about it until this morning. Uh, Stargate again says, I try blended cuts and multiple angles to make it better since audio is my primary audience in StreamYard. I just saw in here where... If I click on the share button, I have extra camera. So I haven't played with that yet, but I could have the the wide studio shot so you can see all the crap on my floor right now. They, they really, StreamYard, since they've been acquired, they have been on a tear to yeah. add new features. And they seem like they add them without a lot of, they get added and... There's that thing. Oh, yeah. Where did that come from? <laughs> well, Jim, do you have a, do you have a promo for your podcast? Yeah, we've messed around a little bit with it. I, I wouldn't call them promos. They're more like just shorter versions to help get people over to whatever we're trying to advertise. The reason I wouldn't call it a promo is because they're longer than five minutes. You know, you asked me that question. I think a promo is a couple minutes long type deal. So is it a, there, I think there's a lot of terminology in this space that we haven't really defined. Well, that's right. we, it, it's yeah. funny because I just said promo because I'm old. Technically, yeah. it's a podcast trailer because there's a thing. There's you can actually go in and say, "I I have a trailer," and I'm with you. For me, that's 
30 seconds gets a little tough. 60 seconds is about right. I do know some people do 90 seconds, but I was reading last night on, cause I've been researching this cause I was like, I don't think I've ever talked about trailers. So for the record, you're going to hear about this again on the school of podcasting. I thought, but this is great because we can talk to the chat room and uh, see if what, what their thoughts are on promos and things like that. Cause we talked last week about how you could have your own cross promotional network. And one of the tools of that might be like a 60 second promo. And I was amazed. A, I've heard a lot of really bad promos. Many of them are mine. And the other one I love is when somebody is like, hey, listen to the whatever, the Dave Jackson Power Hour and blah, 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 yada, yada. And don't forget to follow me on Facebook and uh, support us on Patreon. Like they had three calls to action at the end of their, I'm like, hey, yeah. And I love the one they asked about, uh, I should have saved it. They were asking, uh, support us on Patreon. I go, I haven't heard, like this is the last 13 seconds of you is the only amount I've heard of you. And you're asking me for money. And I was like, wow, that's a different kind of call to action. So yeah, maybe know you're when you're doing a promo, you're like, look, you, you got, you're doing 60 seconds. You got one call to action. And by the way, I'm not, I don't, maybe we can talk about this a little bit later. I, I don't think we always say minimal call to actions. Mm. I've had some things happen recently that led me to believe you can do more than one or two and people are still listening. So maybe we can talk about that a little bit later after, after promos, but I found one that I thought was good and he's in the chat room. He is a, he, he was a member of the school of podcasting. He graduated and now he's come back for his undergrad. It's Kevin Richardson and he is the king of dad jokes. This is the real Kevin Richardson and welcome to the dad joke king, the home of the sometimes funny dad joke, but I wouldn't count on it. The Dad Joke King podcast is hosted by a real dad with plenty of eye-rolling dad joke experience. The show is released every Wednesday morning to make your hump day just a little better. If you have a dad, know a dad, or if you are a dad who likes dad jokes, then this show is for you. In each fast-moving episode, you will find a mixture of dad jokes, parenting tips, and other funny life advice, including... The Dad Joke Medley. Oh, yeah. Be sure to stick around for the after show where you will find something a little different each week. Check out the show at dadjokeking.com. Just so you know, I like telling dad jokes. And sometimes he laughs. It's fun watching you listen to this. Oh, sorry. That's another one. I have a bunch of promos set up here. I like that promo because... A, I know what the show's about. I know what to expect. He threw in a little, oh, here's the fear of missing out. Stick around for the after show. And then the one thing is you were listening to it, you're bopping along with the music. And I think the music as a whole, it sets the vibe of the show. Like it's a dad joke show. So it's not going to be classic. It's a dad joke show. So he had me at 30 seconds though. I think it's a mm. little long. It could be even shorter. There could be a shorter version of that. Like, I know he's trying to explain all the components of it, but he had me at 30 seconds. I was like, yeah, I'm in. That is true. How do I subscribe? That's that's for the person. Now, do you remember his website? No, but I would just look up Dad Joke Joke. Podcast. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm sure sure there's others like it, although I wasn't. I was listening to be more critical and not listen. As a listener. Yeah. But then I. Yeah. I found one. I think this was on Apple's website. Apple has a thing on how to do a promo and 
if you put it in as a trailer, it shows up at the top. And I'm just going to hit play and hope that it's still at 1x. I actually feel like um, somebody being joyful about something in their life is, is, is wonderful. Like that's actually kind of something that we need in this world. You know, there, there's this temptation when you're in college to try to find the right constellation of things to hate that will make other people think that you're smart. And it's just really tempting and it's really easy in some levels to sort of fall into that kind of negative world. And in classical music, God knows, there's so much tearing down of people and of technique and of whatever. Um, It's just boring also to listen to other people talk about what they hate. It's so boring. And it's fascinating to listen to people talk about stuff that they love because that, um, it requires a little bit of vulnerability. And also, that's the kind of excitement that brings you to love something yourself. Like, any time you have discovered a new artist through a friend, it's not because they've, like, discarded something. It's because they've been like, you have to hear this. How amazing is this? Enthusiast, a new podcast about the things we love. Tiny vignettes of unfiltered joy, enthusiasm, and delight. Produced by me, Mark Bramhill. Learn more at enthusiastpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. And a really long fade out. Really NPR style. Yeah. And I was like, because for me, my brain about 25 seconds in um, is like, what am I listening to? Yeah, I didn't, wasn't sure where they were going. And I, and then about 40 cents later, but yeah, this one, I would have been like, to me, I think you need to say the show up front. Like, here's the show. I don't know. But I, that was just one I was like, yeah, this is well produced. And the other thing I love, and I, I, I heard this a lot. We've, we took so long to find the music that it's too loud. And at the, and it was just at the very end where he said, produced by me. Mark. And I was like, wait, because I'm like, if he's if he's saying his name, a I hope that's recognizable, because otherwise, why are you saying your name? I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, I wouldn't use your I wouldn't go that route unless you <laughs> that's going to be a draw. Right. The name. Yeah. Um, yeah. The like if I if I was doing a promo and I said in produced by me, Jim Collison. Well, if nobody knows me, that yeah. doesn't that's not. That's not important. And I know, listen, I know it's an ego. It's a little bit of an ego play and I get it. The front of that was, could have been chopped off. Uh, the, yeah. the, the, when they get to the, when they, when she, when she started saying about, it's easy to talk about things we hate. That's what we, sh- that's what that promo should have led with. Yeah. That statement, because it, it all of a sudden, both you and I engaged in that promo at that point, we were kind of like, mm-hmm, and then, Boom! It's easy to it or in you know uh, yeah. the the hate statement. So yeah, I mean it, the the chat room saying it right. There's it's it's really hard, you know. Um, you yeah. know it's code three podcast is creating a solid thirty seconds. It's an art, right? It is longer is not better, and that's true. It's it's the art of revision, and it's revising it over and over and over and over until you get just that, you know, just the elements that you need. Yeah, Dan says uh, that was the most <laughs> monotone bit of enthusiasm ever. And the fact that he didn't really sound very enthusiastic about his own show. But this, well, I, I think, think that was intentional. Yeah, I because that, that was intentional. That was a serious show when yeah. he was talking yeah. about things Different we hate. Style. Enthusiast. 
But here's my thing. The show's called, I think, Enthusiast. But it is kind of weird that the show is Enthusiast, and yet it was done in this kind of style. I'm very yeah, enthusiastic. Hopefully the podcast has that style. I think that's yeah. what you're right. That's it. So that the promo matches the podcast yeah. stuff. You, you wouldn't want Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Right. Exactly. Hey, welcome to the grief cast. All right. The thing I love that Kevin said or, uh, um, was <laughs> if you have a dad or know a dad. And I was like, everybody has a dad. Right. And like, uh, the, so I think that was his point though. I think that was a little joke. Yeah. That's a dad joke. There you go. Okay. Here's an example of one of my bad promos, but I see people do this and I was like, yeah, I'm guilty of this. This is an old one. In fact, I think we brought up this idea on this very show. This is for, well, here, I'm not going to say the name of the show. We'll see if you know it at the end, but this is a bad promo in my opinion. Live from the basement, it's Building a Better Dave. Here's your host, Dave Jackson. And I thought I should go to Radio Shack. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go to Radio Shack because they're going to shack me. And uh, when you're ready to upgrade, yeah, I'm not really ready to upgrade. I'm really ready to get out of the store. I got to be somewhere, Junior. And he's like, you know, would you like me to print you a $5 coupon? No, really what I would like you to do is hand me my freaking change so I can get out of the store. So when you go someplace and you just want to leave and you just can't get out of the store, say, oh, man, I'm getting shacked. I bought a pair of shoes. They grilled me for a half hour on how many socks I wanted. I got shacked. We can do that. And it's a $150 divider and a rebate. And you throw this in and you do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around and you save 10 bucks. Just give me my freaking change and let me get out. You are shacking me to death. Check us out at betterdave.com. But we don't know what the show's about. Live from oh, the. Oh, shush. Um, I just listened to that. I'm like, it's just a rant. It's a rant. It's, it's a one minute shacking. rant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, then I was, you got me thinking yeah the last time when was the last time i was in radio shack they, they did try to sell me some batteries right that yeah thing they did kind of kind of deal yeah but i didn't you're right i lost the fact that this was for building a better dave yeah and it's why That's, i the one call to action find it at betterdave.com um but i was just and you need to really repeat your call to action a couple times. i think this is the mistake a lot of folks make is in an ad, what you want them to do needs to actually be repeated. You can't say it one time. You need to say it three, right? It needs to be in the beginning and the middle and the end. And it, cause that's how people are going to remember it. Like, so I, I think we, we miss, we miss the call to action bit if we just start doing it once at the very end. Yeah. I, I think we miss it. We miss the boat. Yeah. Scott Johnson says some people like rants. To me, I listened to that and it was like a, a watered down version of uh, Alex Jones. You know what I mean? It's like they're gonna they're, they're turning frogs into aliens, and you know, cat. And it's like it's just me yelling about stuff. But uh, well, you could have if listen if you had done the first Shack rant and then switched to a, another another rant, yeah, or something different. Yeah, I think you can do that. But it was like okay, I get it. But Radio Shack was a bad place to go buy things. Well, that's it. And the other thing is. I don't really need to listen to that episode now. Like, it's like a movie trailer where they give away too much in the trailer. Right. Like, why do I need to listen to that episode now? I get it. Radio Shack sucks. Like, okay. Um, yeah. In and, a world where Dave hates well, Radio Shack. That, that's another one. Like, 
I, I haven't heard one in a while, but for a while, that, there was a guy that did a really good imitation of the inner world guy. Yeah. And he was getting used uh, a lot. So um, here is one from an awesome supporter. The And there's there's one thing I noticed, and I hate to do this because she's an awesome supporter, but there's one thing I heard at the end that I was like, oh, all right, well, here, here we go. And it's very timely. And this is only 30 seconds. And this is a, well, let's just shut up, Dave, and hit play. Mesdames et messieurs. Love the Olympics and Paralympics? Come to Shuklistan with Keep the Flame Alive. I'm Jill Jarris. And I'm Allison Brown. We host Keep the Flame Alive, the most fun podcast for fans of the Olympics and Paralympics. Each week, we explore stories from all sides of the Games. During the 2022 Winter Olympics and Paralympics, we'll be in Beijing to bring you daily recaps of all the action. Cheer with us for our Shuklistanis on Team Keep the Flame Alive, flamealivepod.com, and your favorite podcast app. Ready? Thoughts on that one? Uh, much better. Music was too loud. Music was too loud. Just, just overall, great. I think a great the 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 duration was great. They could have. I think keep the flame alive. Right, his name was is yeah. The keep name the flame alive. alive. And then she she, she said that a couple times. Yeah, and flame alive pod is the website. The one thing that they did is they have a name for their listeners, and it's something like Shamalangis or. Shamalama ding dongs, something shash. I don't know what it was, but when I heard that, I knew because I've checked out her website. But I was like, I a I didn't under I still don't understand what she said. It's Shamalings Shama Shim something. Play it play it again. Did yeah. they say it in the play the promo again? It's short. Yeah, it is true. It's only thirty seconds. Play it again. All right, here we go. Mesdames et messieurs. Love the Olympics and Paralympics? Come to Shuklistan with Keep the Flame Alive. I'm Jill Jarris. And I'm Allison Brown. We host Keep the Flame Alive, the most fun podcast for fans of the Olympics and Paralympics. Each week, we explore stories from all sides of the Games. During the 2022 Winter Olympics and Paralympics, we'll be in Beijing to bring you daily recaps of all the action. Cheer with us for our Shuklistanis on Team Keep the Flame Alive, flamealivepod.com, and your favorite podcast app. Ready? Cheer with us. With our Shamalotis, I was like, they're just chalk. They're just talking a little fast. That's it. It's, oh, it's they could have slowed it down a little. This bit. is one where I'm like, I think a thirty second or sixty second might be better because this is like straight on thirty seconds. Yeah. And I was like, because they they don't sound rushed, but it's almost I call it the Robin Williams effect, where Robin Williams was so fast in his comedy that you're why you're laughing at joke number one. He's told joke number two and three mm-hmm. and you can't keep up. So they gave us all the information, but it's really like fast and blah, blah, blah. But you're right. They do say keep the flame alive, which is great. They, do. they did the yeah. website. Easy um, to find. I just did a search for keep the flame alive podcast. It's the first one. There you go. Right, right to it. So it's, they could have just slowed down. It, that needs a little um, production work. So they could have just slowed down a little bit and then, the music is at the same volume the whole way and they just needed somebody to go in and when they were talking to squish that down a little bit and then yeah. bring it back up. The music is great, right? I mean, I felt I've been watching the Olympics and I felt Olympic. I, I got kind of a little bit of an adrenaline rush when I heard the music and I'm like, yeah, this is this is cool. The other thing is they could have just emphasized, they talked about it for the Paralympics, which is really, really important. What is the Paralympics? That, 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 so that's for uh, that's for everyone who has disabilities after okay. so they do the Olympics. And then for folks, you know, right, who've lost limbs and some of those kinds of things, they have those 
they have those Olympics right after it. And so that's um, becoming, that's becoming a big deal. Like that, that para Olympics afterwards is becoming a very big deal. So they, they kind of televise it like they do. I mean, certainly doesn't get the coverage the Olympics does, but so good for them. Good on them. That's a real niche. It is a real can, niche. They could move into. And I think it's a really important niche. So good on them. So, um, Craig has figured this out. Shippastani's is a nationality. I'd have to go to their website because I know, I think, I could be wrong, and that's half the problem. I'm not sure what it is. I think there's a nickname for their audience. I could be wrong because I know I've listened to their episode before, but yeah, at any yeah. rate. But yeah, the, no, it's good. Of the three, it's the one I, it's the one I like the best. They just need, the content is all there. They just need to tweak the production of it. The other ones, I mean, the other ones had really good production value. They just kind of needed to work on the content. DR here says, what? It should have been Flamers. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Flamers has different connotations to, yeah. uh, you that's know, that sometimes that's true. Choose, but hey, joining yeah. us, we're going to bring him in. Mr. Podcast Utah Man um, <laughs> and and IT guy and comic book, I think. Comic book and movies. Yeah. I remember right. All sorts of nerdy things. Yeah. <laughs> and, and And handsome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Brandon, how are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I so you hit one of my hot button topics right here as you're talking about good. podcast trailers, because about uh, just over a year ago, I sat down to make one and I realized there were no common consensuses among the podcast gurus out there as to what was supposed to be in a trailer. So I thought I'd throw my two cents in. Oh yeah. But before I did that, I I sat down and I watched hundreds, literally hundreds of movie trailers, documentary trailers, uh, and spent hours writing down notes. So I was, okay, I liked this one. Why did I like this one? And I found about six commonalities between all of the trailers that I liked. And I figured, well, if it works for movies, if it works for TV shows, I'm going to bring that into uh, podcasting. And so the, the things that I found was that every trailer that I enjoyed or that made, <laughs> enjoyed is probably the wrong word. Every trailer that made me go, huh, I, I want to know more about that. Bingo. Uh, is they all had a hook. They all started with something like the one about enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. Jim, you were right on. Like their hook was about, uh, it's so easy to tear things down, right? And if they would have started with that, we would be like, yes, we're in. Right. Then all of these trailers, they set some kind of a stage. So they know who their audience is and they set the stage. They make the world look exactly like the person's world. So like if you're a podcast about uh, helping stay at home moms find side hustles they can do to make money, you talk about how, all right, your husband's off for work. He dropped the kids off at school. Now it's you and the dog and you have no idea what to do. And so someone's like, yeah, that's me. That's, that, that's my life. That's exactly where I'm at. And then you say, then you define the problem. The third step is defining that problem. And it would be something like, you have some time, but you don't have a lot of time and you don't know what you want to do. And you just kind of hit that pain point a little bit, not to be mean and not to be like, you're, you're a loser, but to be like, hey, I don't, I, I know where you're at. I know who you are. And then you introduce the solution. You don't give them the solution. You introduce on the stay at home mom business podcast. Every day for 15 minutes, we go over a different side hustle that you can do to earn some money. Um, and then as part of introducing the solution, and this varied because obviously cinema didn't have this, but like a documentary that was focused around a single person, 
had this, that's where you introduce who you are. Once the audience cares about what the answer is, unless you're a celebrity, right? If you're a celebrity, you're part of, you're part of the hook. But if the audience want, knows what you have to give them, now you say, I'm Brandon Uscio. I've been a side hustler for my entire life and I've tried things and things have worked and things have failed. And let me share my experience with you. That, that's where you give your, give your bio, your bona fides and your credentials, all of those things. Then, um, and this is, and this brings back the nerd in me. I don't do call to actions. I do call to adventures because, uh, it's part of the hero's journey, right? And every podcast is trying to get a podcaster to go on a journey. You're the mentor and you're giving them a call to action. The very next thing that will help them the most in their life is to listen to my podcast. So listen to this show. You can get it on, uh, this website.com, Spotify, Apple podcasts. Uh, that's where you give it to them. And Dave, you already perfectly covered. Don't ask for Patreon. Don't ask for <laughs> any, don't ask them to go follow you on social media. Right. You, you'll have whatever time your podcast is. Once you're there, your trailer is just like, this is where you do it. And Jim, you made a really good point too. You want, you don't want to just breeze by it. And it's like Dave, when you say with the questions of the month, when so see, yeah, I'm Brandon show from the fan markets at home. If you say your, your website yeah. too fast, if you say things and people don't know where to go after that, that's a problem. You want to repeat it a few times. Yep. And then after that, find me wherever good podcasts last, are sold. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> all the places that pods are cast. Yes. So the, the, last, the very last step of all of these trailers and this, every single one of them had this, they all added some flavor at the very end. I found out later that it's called having a button is what they call it in Hollywood. But this is your last chance to show them exactly what the attitude in your show is, who you are. Because if I produced a highly NPR-styled podcast trailer, and then they came and they listened to me and a couple friends goofing off about comic books, they're going to feel like they were bait and switched. So uh, music's really important and things like that, but I, I didn't find necessarily commonalities. But in the format of the trailers, those were the six things that I found. Um, I've, I'm working on a, actually a free course. I'm trying to decide how long I want this to be because my first iteration is 10 videos and I'm like, oh, 10 hours on a 60 second, uh, a 60 second spot. Sometimes it's needed though. Like yeah. the shorter it is, the harder it is. And so don't, you know, it may need some real, I mean, getting down, just choosing the music for something like this can, can be hours worth of work to make sure you get the right music. By the way, we used to call these commercials. They're the same. It's the that's same it. When he thing. said that, you know what you just outlined? Right. Every commercial. every single sham wow uh, infomercial. Are you a yeah. busy mom feeling guilty for not cooking healthy meals? Do you are tired of trying to clean up burnt cheese off the blah blah blah? Do you swallow saliva in small amounts over a long period of time? We've got the solution for you. It's the new, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just do this. Three easy payments. And it's every, so as you did that, it's like, oh, this is because it is. It's, but that's, it's like Jim said, that's a commercial. And I love the well, fact that the, the tone, because you don't want to do like, join us on world changers. That's just not going to work. You know, the, right. But think of those Matthew McConaughey videos for, is it Buick <laughs> that he, that he does? Hook. The hook is the cool, like it, 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 he, you're, you're, you know, he's, he's driving on the road. It's this cool scene. It goes by and then it comes, it comes up to him talking. Now he's the hook, right? right. He, because he's the, he, you know him right away. 
But how they get into that, that whole scene, nothing is said. And yet the hook is, is, is deployed. I want to be cool in my car. Like I want a car that's cool. That's the hook, right? So it doesn't necessarily, you don't even need to necessarily say anything. Now it's hard to do it on an audio, like an audio, you know, um, trailer and not say anything, but we can, the music can represent that or you can, you know, depend, maybe the, the one we listened to about, you know, the, the hate one that we listened to, the, that statement that she said, if she just said it, that could be an early hook on that. Like, oh yeah, that's really common right now. So there's some ways to do that. That's not necessarily, Dave, to your point, doesn't have to be a sham wow commercial right. every time. Well, I'm going to play the beginning of that show again real quick here. I actually feel like... um Somebody being joyful about something in their life is 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 wonderful. Like that's actually kind of something that we need in this world. You know, there there's this temptation when you're in college to try to find the right constellation of things to hate that will make other people think that you're smart. That's the hook. And right yeah, there. right there. That's the hook. Yeah. That second statement is the hook. Because the first one, she had to set up her point. And to me, when you can just say the point and I don't need to set up, because that's what I found in in some of the ones I did. I was, I was like, you'd have to set up your point. And I'm like, I just want points that make sense. Let me play. Eh, this is not a great, and I thought this was interesting because it's one of my promos, but this is where what Brandon was saying. If you can have the person say, that's what I'm looking for. So this is not a, a great promo, um, but it was better than all the other ones I did. If you like shorter podcasts and want to learn about podcasting, I've got a new show for you. It's called Your Podcast Consultant, and every episode has one topic, and they're always nine minutes or less. I, I want to start a podcast, but I'm having a hard time picking a topic. We're going to talk about the three things your podcast needs. The time has come to talk microphones. What podcast media host should I use? I see this question over and over and over. Somebody will say, hey, I've got however many downloads. I've got X amount of downloads. Is that good? Dave, how long should my show be? I hate the sound of my voice. And I know that sounds weird because I'm a podcast consultant. Don't I think everyone should start a podcast? No. You might be wondering, is anybody really listening to this podcast stuff? Your podcast consultant. Small lessons with big value. This Hall of Fame podcaster is a featured speaker, author, and mentor to thousands. Now, he wants to work with you. He's your podcast consultant, Dave Jackson. Find it at podcastconsultant.com. Now, he wants to... Be a, a podcast consultant for you. Did that uh, voice start it? No. Or is, okay. It was just brought it's on because it's like, it's just me. And I'm like, hey, yeah. if you like short podcasts. So I'm trying to, I see a lot of people do that. Are you, you know, that's a, that's again, that's a infomercial. You know, are you a busy mom that hates your kids? We've got a gun. You know, it's like, whatever. That's, you know, are you a, you know, Brandon, you, what did you say the hook was on that? Do you remember? So you, you asked, a, or you said uh, something like, I just don't know what I want to start my podcast on or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Something that's going to grab their attention, right? I mean, that's what the hook does. Um, I found you can use a, a question. You can use a fact. Yeah. A factor statistic. You can say something super controversial 
And I mean, because there's really three things that this podcast trailer is supposed to do, right? It's the marketing angle, which we've been talking about. But it's it's also an audience qualification tool. By the end of this trailer, you should know whether or not this show is for you. And so you will weed yourself out. And then uh, the third thing is it's promises. You, you're making promises. You're saying, this is what I do on this show. Mm. Uh, and those three things, they, that, that's the purpose of this trailer. And these are the hooks. I know I've taken a lot of time. So No, no, this uh, is great. By the way, great, man. you're going great. to, the whole time I'm like, I'm so glad StreamYard gives me separate uh, tracks. Because uh, I was going to ask you, is it okay if you appear on the School of Podcasting? Because I'm definitely every oh, yeah yeah. So because um, you just said a thing that I see a lot of people do, where they'll be like, you know, um, listen to the you know Dave Hustle show, and we will help you escape the cubicle and earn five million dollars by only listening to three episodes. Don't overpromise. I see. I hear that occasionally, where it's like you know, the, or it, you know. Like Adam Curry does it as a joke. They call their show the best podcast in the universe, you know, but it's with it's with a chorus. It's like the best podcast in the universe. It's funny, but I, I can see where people might be tempted to um, over promise and then under deliver, which is not going to do tons for your credibility. Uh, Gavin thought the final message was was perfect as I know where to go once I'm finished. And I think that's where the, you know, that call to action needs to be repeated a couple times in a couple different ways to really kind of nail the, okay, that's what I it needs to stick. The last thing they should be hearing is what you want them to do, you know? Yeah. Um, so they do it. <laughs> that's the, that's the whole Scott had asked a while ago, where do these things air? And this is where you could a why well, I guess it makes no sense to play it in your promo, but you might be able to approach somebody else and say, Hey, you do a show like mine. We're both talking about Batman in the basement. Can you like, would you play my promo? I'll play yours. You do a show about the Olympics. I do a show about the Olympics, you know, that kind of thing. You do a parenting show. I do a dad joke podcast and they'll say yes or no. And then for me, I don't get into the whole like, well, how many downloads do you get? You know, now that might be like, I'm not going to go approach Jordan Harbinger and say, hey, six figure download guy, uh, can you play my show? But that might come into play. I guess I could see, you know, some people might ask how many downloads do you get? And then it's like, OK, I'll play it in my show once you can play it in your show twice. I don't know. That's that's not something I really. I don't know. I I, I can see people thinking that. But that's not my first impulse, but uh, it might come up, I guess. So earlier, I actually, uh, the pandemic destroyed this all and we're working on getting it rebuilt. But, you know, we've talked about, I talk about TV shows, movies, comics and books. And I haven't podcasted for quite a while because of health and pandemic reasons. But um, we had a group of about six to eight shows that were all, the audience was all nerds. Different shows, but that we all had the same audience. And so we said, hey, why don't we make a network? Mm. Uh, we called it the Geek Nerd Network because we wanted to be GNN. And uh, <laughs> we and our deal, I mean, we own our own shows. We own our own feeds. We're not doing anything fancy there. Uh, and we just said, hey, everyone's going to play somebody's promo at the end of their show. Because every, we had the same audience and it was serving our all of our audiences. Mm. 
Yeah. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea from a, you could even do a loose network that way where you could just get a, yeah. a group together that just agree to do it yep. and, and, and work it out that way. We talked about that last week and, and you can either a, you, you can do it in a, a kind of a organized fashion. Like this week I'll promote Brendan. Brendan's going to promote Jim. Jim's going to promote me. Or you could do a thing where like, okay, everybody in our little, again, quote, everybody in GNN this week, we're promoting, you know, Linda. And then next week we're all going to promote, you know, whoever. And then it's just focused on one show uh, kind of situation. Uh, DR says, where do you play someone else's promo? That's a good question. Brandon, in the work that you've done, as far as lo- I'm assuming they're saying where in the location of, of your podcast, episode, yeah, the beginning, middle and Brandon, do you have any, you have any thoughts on that? So uh, the shows on our uh, network have done them in two places. One show does a break in the middle because they just, they, they get around and they're, you know, dudes in the basement talking about Batman, right? And they're like, okay, now we need to go get a drink. We need to use the bathroom. So the conversation's going to break here. So let's have a break in our episode. I know there are ways to get around that editing, but they've been doing it for a long time. So that's how they do it. Um, so they play the promo there, right? And right smack dab in the middle of their show uh, because then it, when they come back and their energy is different, it's not so jarring. Um, most of the shows will do it at the end. We have a little promo saying the show is part of the geek nerd network. If you like shows like this, find more over at GNN or geeknerdnetwork.com. And then there's a little stinger uh, sound uh, and it jumps right into the promo for whichever show they're slotted for that month. Nice. I think you can do it anywhere you want. Yeah. It's your show. Yeah. And if you want to, I'm not, uh, I mean, I'm a fan of kind of getting them out of the way, get them up front, get them out of the way, especially if it's a community-based podcast. In other words, if I'm creating a podcast for a group of listeners that come for the content regularly, I can get away with putting stuff in up front, especially if it's community related. Hey, we heard this great podcast. We want to share it with you. But because the community is there, they're there for the long haul. If you're creating it to, if you're creating podcasts to just catch people the very first time they listen to that thing, then yeah, then maybe you move some of that content downstream so you don't turn them off with all that advertising uh, in the beginning. But I think you got to kind of know who, who your audience is on this. I get a lot on Home Gadget Geeks. I kind of, I, you know, Got 530 episodes. I kind of know who my audience is by now. And I know I can get away with a bunch of community stuff up front. They actually want that stuff up front. They want to know what's going on. They want to know what to do. They want to know how to connect. Then they can get to the content. That doesn't translate to YouTube. I get pissed off people all the time who are like, dude, it took you nine minutes to get to your content. (laughs) Right? And I'm like, yeah, it did. But different audiences for sure. And you could do things. Like, hey, we're going to talk about such and such. And uh, I want to turn you on, though. There's a, a new, I don't know if it's new, but I, there's another podcast that you might enjoy. I know you like this show. You might like this one. Check out this quick 60-second uh, trailer. And by letting them know it's 60 seconds, right. they're, may, like, they're reaching for their phone. And they're like, oh, hold on. I'll just listen to it. So that might be a way to, uh, to do that. Uh, Kevin says that the Gunna Geek Network and SP over there. They do a thing where they'll be like, hey, this is Dave Jackson from the Power of Podcasting Network. You're listening to Jim Cullison and Home Gadget Geeks. Um, although I think they do the whole where the thoughts and opinions do not reflect those of the such. It's like a, some sort of disclaimer thing. So, but 
it's another way to say, oh, here's another. It's without even being a promo. You just get to mention your show's name. And in theory, if you like geeky stuff, you go, wait, what was the name of that show again? Hit rewind. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the blah, blah, blah show. So, and Brendan, I need to know, um, when I say Batman in the basement, am I, is that offensive? No, uh, it, at this point in your life, if, if you're an adult and you're offended by somebody making fun of Batman in the basement and it's something you like, you're in the wrong hobby. That guy actually exists. He actually contacted me. That's why he always bring it up. He's like, I just want to talk about Batman in the basement. I'm like, dude, I'm writing that down. I love that. Awesome. Well, I'm going to jump off, but all right. Thanks, thanks for coming, guys. guys. I appreciate it. Appreciate you jumping in for sure. And, uh, he was talking about breaks in the middle. And, uh, speaking of that, we need to, uh, first of all, speak and, and he talking about triggers and logos. We, uh, want to say thanks to uh james over at the podcast the at the pat at the podcast dog network uh-huh i've gone dyslexic uh dog podcast network if you have a uh, a dog and you need to walk around the block and give uh harvey or cujo or you know whatever your dog's name is uh, a little time outside check out dog podcast network he's got short shows long shows tall shows short shows whatever you want and they're all about dogs. And if you go, Dave, I'm a, I'm a cat person. You probably know a dog person and tell them to go to the dog podcast network. Lots of really interesting things. I know at one point they interviewed, I forget who it was, but they, it was like the keeper of Joe Biden's dog. Cause there was a dog back in the white house. Uh, Trump didn't have a dog. So they did a whole thing on getting a dog back in the, in the, in the white house. So I forget it's, does anybody know the president's dog's name? Is it Tipper or that'd be hilarious? Cause that's actually, uh, what's his name's wife? Um, who's the guy that talks monotone all Gore. the di- Gore. Yeah. Gore. That's Gore's wife's name. Anyway. Uh, inventor of the internet. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, go see James again over at dog podcast network and, uh, ask the podcast coach runs on pod page. If you want to check it out, you can make a great looking website. In like literally minutes, uh, check it out, tripodpage.com. Uh, then there's that guy right down there, Jam. If you want, uh, home gadget geeks, go over to theaverageguy.tv. And when you think podcasting, think schoolofpodcasting.com. And if you'd like to support the show, there are other ways over there at askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. So, um, well, this is always kind of fun that, uh, I, I thought of this as I've been you know, researching promos and stuff. I was like, this would be great. This is one advantage of a live show. Cause I was like, you know, I'll just tell them, Hey, you're going to hear this again on the school of podcasting, but I wanted to get some actual, this is kind of like, uh, last night or not last night. I think it was Friday night, Thursday night, uh, DR and I went to a podcast movement. They did this, uh, little online meetup thing. It's really cool. Um, podcast parties, Seth, uh, wrestler is running these, I forget the name of the technology, but it's this cool little thing. And you go in and you, you have these little virtual tables and you sit around and talk. And it's, it really is the hallway experience that's missing from the, uh, the online stuff. So it was really, really cool. So I got to hang out with DR for a little bit. Um, so. Well, uh, it's super fun to, to talk about the subject and have the chat room chime in. That's just what I'm addicted to in podcasting, which is, you know, getting this real time feedback and then being able to elaborate on that instant feedback that's coming in and really create. And I think it's curating the the conversation, Dave. I think that's really what we do is we 
open up a topic, talk about it ourselves, but then curate a conversation that wouldn't necessarily be efficient or even listenable if we tried to drag everybody in, you know, hell, you say something, you say something, but we can efficiently uh, curate this conversation. And I I think that's an effective way, you know, guys, you kind of do that on the round table, a little bit larger, um, you know, audience or um, guests that are their hosts that are, that's what I really want them to say. Um, But a, a great way to, to do it. And I, and I think it's just, it's just a uh, content curation at that point. Yeah. Uh, Gavin makes a great point. He goes, I'd rather have the host give a 30 second push of another podcast and why I should check it out instead of a commercial. I would definitely agree with that. Anytime um, I was talking with um, Neil last night, Neil had came into town and of course we went to Luigi's and he was saying how there was a study because Neil has, like a copywriting, he I think he worked or ran his own agency. Uh, he's been in radio forever, and he's on TV. And he's also a podcast guy. So it was really cool, came into town. And he was saying how one study was showing how host-read ads were better than the other ones. And he's like, duh. He goes, I already trust, you know, I already trust Jim. So when Jim talks about a product, I'm all, like, you've already ahead of the game. So if you can have, that would be a thing. We're just like, Hey, can you all do a 30 second spot for you? Here's some bullet points, just word it however you want. And then I'll do one. You give me some bullet points. I'll do that for you. So, uh, and Kevin said his, uh, dad joke one that he did, he said, I just created that last night. Cause Dave, I sent out a thing to the awesome supporters again, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. And he said, I'll backdate it in my feed. If you go in and mark it as a trailer, Spotify and Apple, and I'm not sure what, what other apps. This is where we need a Daniel J. Lewis because he know he would know the answer to this. But they actually pin it to the top of your show. And this is where we go back to why would I want to do this? If we go back to that time where somebody has found your show because they have awesome artwork from Mark at podcastbranding.co, caught their eye, your title makes sense. And then the titles of your episode, and they're like, oh, this looks pretty cool. And they see the top one labeled trailer. And that trailer then talks them into subscribing or listening to more episodes or things like that. It gives them an idea. I did hear this a lot. Things were marked trailer and it started off like this. Anchor is a free platform that you can use to start your, because everybody on Anchor is promoting Anchor. So your trailer has your 30 second promo before they get to the 30 second promo. And I was like, yeah, that is not a good trick. It's like, holy cow. But I don't know that there's a way I know in Libsyn, you can go in and say, do not put advertising on this episode. But I think in um, Spreaker too, Spreaker yeah. gives you real granular ability to to add or take away those those ads. Yeah. So um, interesting. iHeart has an award for the best ad read. Well, you got to remember when ads first started coming out and podcasting was kind of new, there were the the Adam Carolla's and the Greg Fitzsimmons, some of the comedians, uh, Bill Burr, um, Howard Stern is pretty famous for doing wacky reads where he just talks about the product and in some cases, not great uh, light, you know, and be like, I don't know why they're doing that. That doesn't make any sense. So, uh, but yeah, Stefan says it's really cool if the other host likes your podcast. Well, that makes sense because I'm not going to play a promo of a show that I go, you know, so that's, that's where I think that's where it's going to get awkward. But 
The other thing you could do, I'm not a huge fan of audiograms, but you could make an audiogram of this and do it on social. You could pin it. You could, uh, I know with, I know with Libsyn, so I'm assuming everybody else does this too. You could actually, uh, if you link directly to the MP3 on Twitter, it makes a player. So you could pin that tweet, right? Can you still pin tweets to the top of your yes your thread? Yes. Yeah. So you could put it there, all sorts of different ways of, um, you know, to, to get it out there. And it's just nice to have in your, your pocket. The, the question is, uh, how long does it take you to make a trailer? And that's what you'll hear about on the school of podcasting. Speaking of teases and things like that. Um, it's funny, uh, doctor, doctor, <laughs> Dr. Faye. Yeah. DR says, uh, Conan is really good at reading ads. He actually does. He does a lot of improv, which is funny because I set, I, I listen to Conan I go only by who the guest is. I don't listen to them if there's no guest. And I have it set to start about nine minutes in because it takes forever for Conan to get to the actual interview. So I like Conan, but I have my overcast set up to uh, to do that. Yeah, Code 3 says a 30-second or 60-second audiogram is way too long. And this is where I, I'm not a huge fan of audiograms. The only thing I, I go, mm, yeah, I can see that, is I've seen people say, when you have an audiogram on social, the perception, like, oh, wow, look at this. They look professional because they have an audio. Nobody listens to it, and they might click it and watch the little blinky thing. But the thing I hate about audiograms is there's no, to the best of my knowledge, I haven't played with the tools in a while, but there's no link. You'd have to put, I would assume you should be able to put a link somewhere, like click mm-hmm. the audiogram and then click here to go and then send them to that one page where they can subscribe on whatever platform they want. And that's the other thing. When you talk about that one call to action, if you send them to your website, you better have some sort of follow and subscribe page because otherwise you just wasted your call to action. So make sure I've said this before, but on host reads, uh, make sure you practice them. Mm. Like this isn't, this isn't, you sh- you know, you get some copy and you might even get copy from the advertiser. Um, you know, you say to them, Hey, what, what would you like me to say? By the way, they might have some really good copy that a serious marketing person has already put together that you can just read, uh, or at least take a, take, you know, take some chunks from, but practice that like a bunch, like a hundred times, like get through, get, go in, say it, practice it, record yourself saying it. Cause there's nothing worse than that host read ad of somebody who is not <laughs> like doesn't know the content and they're like and then uh oh i'm stumbling over the words and i'm just telling you that i don't really even know this product very well right so practice if you're if you're going to do a serious host that they look like they're just off the cuff but that's because they've been practiced (laughs) so yeah so make sure you get some some practice yeah one of the things i i would recommend is script it out but script it out in a way that you would say it kind of thing. The old, right. Like you talk, don't write. I would just script right. it out and then record about four of them, you know, cause the yeah. first yeah. and one, and especially keep recording after you get, let's say the third one, you're like, yeah, that was good. It's, it's in the right time length, everything. Okay. Record a couple more because now that the pressure's off, you're probably going to end up with an even better one. So, um, yeah. Uh, one thing here I want to, I see Brennan chimed in on this. If you have a Jasper account, Javis, yes, that's right. Jarvis, Jarvis got, had to change his name for legal reasons. You can use the PAS Did template. Marvel sue him? 
I don't know. Is that what happened? I, I, who's yeah. Jasper? Or no, Jarvis. Well, Jarvis is the AI for Iron Man. Oh. So, you know, wondering if Marvel kicked in and said. Yeah, that's, that's enough of that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, um, are we ready to, to switch gears? Yeah, let's do it. There we go. All right. So, Jim, I don't know if you feel special, but um, there's a company. And you're going to get this email. And remember, the goal here is to make you sound special. You're, you're awesome. And it starts off with, hey, not Jim, just yeah. hey. 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 Uh, and I got to say it like, you got to say it like they're saying it. Hey. Yeah. And I got to thank uh, Master Cauldron, another awesome supporter. You find him at cauldronscrypt.com. By the way, cauldron and crypt are spelled with a K. Uh, but he sent me this. He's like, oh, you'll, you'll love this. And it says, won't you please claim your podcast on wisdom? I'm impressed by your pod. And watch your unique voice on wisdom. So again, not really saying which pod it is, but man, we love it. Uh, the wisdom app is a great way to grow your listeners while engaging in conversations that matter. We're venture backed, which means in about, I don't know, two and a half years, they'll be gone here to stay. Sure you are. And doing things no one else is sure you are. And now they could be, I'll, I'll stop being so cynical. Uh, we know podcasting. Oh, I, oh, anyway, we, we love the intimacy and we want to make podcasting social. So transform your listeners into a community. Let them share, like, and comment on your talk. Cause you know, they can't do that on your website. Uh, answer the questions, give them special live shows and track it all with creator friendly analytics. Join us. It's free and we need you. That's the first proper thing they said. We need you. Uh, our goal is not to have every podcast on wisdom. No, no, it's to have the wisest podcasters. We want you and Cauldron's Crypt. Hey, they finally used the name. Congratulations. A BDSM 101 podcast on wisdom, uh, which is actually what his show is. Can I please send you a link so you can claim your podcast and start growing your listeners? I'm happy to answer any questions you may have. And this was from Sarah who is the wisdom talent team. So apparently I, or you, none of my shows have been approached from wisdom and I'm going to guess I probably am not now, but I just, to me, it's like, they don't listen to the show. You're okay. Yeah. So, um, but I love the fact that, Hey, you know, so no name country you know. of origin. Do you, do, do you want to uh, guess the country of origin? Uh, do I get to guess? Do you know it? Yeah. You know the, yeah uh, no, I don't. I don't. Uh, I just oh. was, what, what do you think? Country of origin? Mm, something not us based. So yeah, I'm going to guess. See the, the English is pretty decent. So I'm not thinking second language here. Um, it just it sounds like it came right out of China for the most part. I mean that that could be. They get there's there's a couple tells in there sometimes, and you just you just be careful with these. Like yeah. some of them are some of them are fine, but but just be careful with these these kinds of stuff. <laughs> I get tons of them. Um, I get tons of them now where they have pictures of of Americans. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. It's obvious that's it's not. This is not. They're trying to get a. They're trying to put a face out there that is not really them, right? And you're just like, okay, like, do, do I really want to, if the very first contact I have with them is deception, is that somebody I really want to work with? Yeah. You know, I, I get they're trying to make me feel comfortable and I get that they're trying to throw a face in front of me, 
of, of someone that looks like me. So I'll be comfortable with that. But you, the, 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 the writing says otherwise. And so, you know, you're kind of like, uh, do I really want to, I mean, again, if the first time they meet me, it's deception. Do I really want to do any work with them? Exactly. Just be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Just do, just be careful with that. Yeah. Uh, code three says, I got that email too. I won't respond to anyone who calls a show a pod. And I'm like, yeah, that, that to me shows that, um, you know, I love the fact that we know, we know podcasting and I'm like, actually what you know is how to scrape emails from a database. Apparently we Uh, see this on the Clifton strength stuff I do all the time. And somehow the, they, they, um, they'll, people will say, we, I really like the content you're doing on Clifton. And you're like, well, it's Clifton Strengths. It's two words, but I know your marketing software just separated it. Right. It, that seems like it would make sense, but you're obviously not. You would know that if you're in my community. And the fact that you just said that tells me this was a straight up marketing call. Like nobody. And listen, I don't mind that kind of spam if they're just serious about it. To do the thing, I I just got done listening to your podcast and they put a link in there and you're like, well, first of all, that was a seven-year-old podcast Yeah, on information. Like if you knew that information is now out of date, if you actually listened to it, you would know that information's out of date. You did some scraping, you grabbed a URL, you tried to make it sound like you listened to it. Again, the first contact with me is deception. Yeah, Cesar, you're never. We're not. We're not going to do anything with you. So, my God, do not fall for those things, and don't answer them back, please. Like, don't encourage them. <laughs> don't. Oh well, maybe this will be the one. No, you know, no. Don't. Don't give them. Don't do it. Block them if you can, because we we don't need that kind of stuff going on in this space. It, it's just it's it's not appropriate. So don't don't encourage them. I know Dan had said that he was playing with Audrey which is really odd because that's my grandmother's name. Uh, but um, I went over to their website. This is one of those things that you might want to do with your podcast. And that is have somebody go to your website, look at it for five seconds and then tell me what the website's about. Cause when I look at this, I go, what is it? And so it's like uh, Audrey, it's Audrey.io. What is up with IO? Is that just supposed to be input output? It's, it's just another, it's just an easier to remember. It's what the know, cool the, kids all the are dot doing. com ones are gone, right? <laughs> so, um, so yeah. join the Audrey community and develop the audience you need to reach your podcast goals and then how it works. So that's, it's great that they have that link because the website has uh, two people of color looking at a phone and smiling because, oh, and they're sharing an earbud. I just noticed that. See, he's got one. And she's got the other. That is the sign of true love right there. That's like Lady and the Tramp totally dating myself where you have the two dogs eating. They meet in the middle. That's oh, I'm so dating myself. Anyway, um, find your next growth partner. This is how it works. So it's, oh, I have to scroll down. Create a profile. Explore the community. Um, search by podcast title, description, and author. Um, start a conversation. So far, it sounds like a Facebook group um, that you're allowed to contact people at. I might have to check. Oh, what? wonder what the call. Dan is. I don't know if Dan's still here, but uh, it sounds like a place to meet other podcasts. But if it's free, that means, of course, that, um, you know, 
you are the product. You're the, you're the product. Yeah. Yeah. Cause right now, which could be free for now. I mean, this was, this is still a popular way to launch things and then they'll, they'll monetize it in some way, some other way going forward. Oh, so premium edition or something. The about page, we give you the tools. You follow your dreams. <laughs> Find the community. Don't be snarky, Dave. Don't be too snarky. <laughs> okay, let's see who the team is. Okay. I, hey, I give them credit. They actually showed me because I want to like know, like, who am I dealing with? And I, I think I know Devine is a community manager at Audrey, her goal to inspire podcast. I think I've run into her. Um, Nicholas Hildebrand is one of the co-founders. He's the CEO and you, you oh, Eugenio? Wardlian, he said. In a, Dan says they do have some paid. They do have some paid options. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, Ashley, Noel, Logan. All right, might have to reach out to these folks and see what's going on. I don't know, but uh, I remember they. I think I got an email from them a little while ago and was like, "Huh, I might have to to check this out." Um, the other question I had here, he said, hitting the marker button. Uh, Jim, have you ever bought anything off of? a Kickstarter plan? Uh, maybe one. Okay. Maybe one. That's big in the tech space, you know, gadgets that may or may not have viability. They'll do it on Kickstarter just to see. Um, I'm thinking I might've bought like a DVR tuner off one of those or something like that. I can't remember if that was a Kickstarter, but because the reason I ask much is I keep seeing things on Facebook that are geared towards podcasters. And then I go to it and it's a Kickstarter program. And I was like, eh, never done that. You know, I've seen some things and I just was like, you know, and it's usually what happens is somebody will see that idea and then, you know, a road, a a zoom, somebody else will come up with that product and politely buy it. Michael says he has, uh, see DR. This is what I hear a lot. I ordered it. I gave my money. DR says, but I haven't received it yet. Bought it for Christmas. So, and that's it. And that's kind of why you have to wait is they've probably got projections for molding or whatever it is. And you then have to make X amount of, you know, number of your product to get that price. So they're waiting for enough people to order it to do that. Uh, Well, the supply chain issues we've been having too. That's true. That a ton of ton back. And then on the technology side, we had some chip shortage issues. Um, we, we, I think Western digital just announced they had a whole bunch of their, um, the, the stuff they use to make their SSD drives uh, got corrupted. So that's going to set like 6.5, you know, petabytes of, of space was, is now unusable in a product. Right. And you think, Oh, geez, like the supply chain was already tight as it was. So, in some cases, these organizations, you know, they're, they're dependent on getting these things built. They're not a bit, they're not the biggest companies in the world. So they kind of go yeah. to the end of the line for manufacturing. So sometimes it just takes a while. I think if you're going to do a Kickstarter deal, just go in eyes wide open, just know it, it could take a while and it'll probably get delayed. You know, yeah. don't buy something you need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Brandon says validate before you invest. And then, uh, Gavin is saying, um, if you back something on Kickstarter, don't expect to get it for a long time. And you're usually the beta tester for the product. That's very true. Yeah, but and usually you get a price break for that. Like it, right. You know, I saw, it, that's the whole idea. I saw one, it was actually pretty cool. And it was, and you basically, you know how, uh, think of a, a wreath hook, 
for Christmas, right? You have one end that hooks over your door and then the other end and you the picture one of those, but the the hook can move up and down and the hook is plexiglass. So it's clear. You hang it on your monitor and then you can adjust your camera so that your camera is now in the middle of your screen. So that when you look at your camera, it looks like you're looking at the person on the other Zoom meeting. Right. I was like, oh, that was kind of cool. And then I went to look at it and it was like, oh, it's on Kickstarter. And I was like, yeah. And so much like uh, Gavin said, look, I've backed two things. Both are kind of disappointing and you have to wait a while to do it. So it's maybe I'll jump into that pool one day. But uh, hey, listen, some Kickstarters have been super successful. Our right. friends over at Critical Role have have used Kickstarter a couple times to raise millions. And so and they've delivered. Right. I mean, it's. It's different, right? They 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 used it, I think, to deliver uh, episodes of an animated series that they were doing. Um, I don't have all the details on that, but there are some you shouldn't. I mean, uh, what caveat emptor, right? Buyer beware yeah. on all these on the, all these kind of things. But um, yeah, Garage Jim four one one said SSD prices uh, could spike after Western Digital loses six point five billion gigabytes of NAND chips. These NAND chips are what we use for really fast hard drive storage now. So chances are that the storage in your phone, the storage in any new computer you're buying, that's NAND storage. That's SSD or that's solid state. And so, uh, yeah, that, you know, geez, it's going to be, by the way, uh, podcasters, if you're trying to upgrade equipment right now, it's just a mess. I apologize on behalf of the technology space. I just apologize if you're trying to buy new hardware right now. Technology is a mess. I, I I went to order a laptop, Dave. Six months. Wow. Get, yeah, six months to get it. You're like, oh yeah, I can wait. I don't think I'll do this right now. So there's some. It now is, uh, and I would say with the way inflation is going, if you were thinking of buying something, you should probably and you and it's available yeah. right now. You should probably buy. buy it. Like don't don't don't. Don't pay crazy prices for it. Don't encourage the folks that are buying things and then marking them up two or three times. Don't encourage that either. But if you were thinking about getting into something, you might you might want to get it sooner. The other thing I can share here, speaking of upgrades that I didn't know this existed, is what you're looking at is my Evernote. So you can see we just talked about Kickstarter. Uh, but Rode has this thing for the Rodecaster that I did not know existed. And that is I can click on the little hamburger menu and say, open the effects editor. And I can actually see in real time, which I didn't realize, here's my compressor. Here's my noise gate. Here's the DS or all the different things. So I can actually, your channel, what you're Yeah. So right now we're looking at channel, channel one and okay. you can see, uh, and I did not know that. And I can actually turn these on and off here. I had no idea that oh, nice. you could do that. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So uh, are you glad to be back on the roadcast? I am. And and the only thing I don't like, and it's one of those where you, you listen with your headphones like this and you go, yeah, it's definitely the, I cannot get their noise gate to not make a weird, ever so slight clicking noise. In some cases, if I, yeah. Did you hear one right there? I did hear it. It's almost like a pressure noise. Yeah. Right. And I have, well, here I can, I can actually show you. My noise gate is set to like almost turn on if I sniff like anything. Uh, where's the noise gate? So you can see threshold is like minus six. So like the minute I do anything, it's kicking on. 
and I've, I've done the attack to where it's long and where it's short. And it always gives me just this ever so slight snap. It's just, it's just, if I can't see, it doesn't do it all the time, but every now and then. Now I'm not going to not be able to hear it, not be able to unhear it. That's it. So it's, (laughs) and I didn't have that on the task cam. They, their noise gate was, uh, it was perfect. I could tune out the furnace and everything else. And I didn't have this issue. And I, when I record stuff for YouTube, like in this case, we're going live. And I guess I could do this as well. I turn it off and it's, you know, you hear the room noise and everything else. And then I use a noise gate in post to get rid of, of that. Cause the hardware one. Yeah. See, I just heard another one. And it's one of those things. Once you hear it, you can't unhear it. And it drives me nuts. Cause there are times when I just wince every time I hear it. And I was like, ah, there's another one. And I've, I've trust me, I've played with all sorts of settings and yeah, I've gone to all sorts of extremes to where it's cutting me out. And, you know, it's like, eh, it just doesn't, it's like, it, I wouldn't have noticed though, unless yeah. you brought it up. It's so, it's ever so slight. I guess now, like I said, I'll probably hear it more often than, cause I, cause I know, but I didn't know before and it wasn't like it was bothering me, but yeah, a little, a little pressure sound on that. Yeah. That you're getting from that in the earbuds. Code three says, uh, I got a pod track B4 for Christmas. That's the best stocking stuff wherever is what I say. I love it. I tore out my audio mixer and assorted cables. Yeah. I, somebody asked the other day, like, what's the minimum podcast setup? I go, a Samson Q2U and a PodTrack B4. I go, done. I go, well, what about portable recording? Like, from like, you can use whatever you want. Zoom, Squadcast, Riverside. I've heard a lot of people complaining about Riverside lately. I don't know what's going on with that, but I've. You, you put the P4 in front of a mix pre for quality? Hmm. That's a good question. No, I mean, because mix three, that mix three for a podcaster would be an, an again all in one, small. Take it with you. Really good preamps, but not like, as easy to use. I don't think. No, no, true, no, true. Yeah, yeah it's a little so box. It, yeah, kind of depends yeah. on on your budget too. Because yeah, it definitely will. I remember when I used my mix yeah. three that the first time I heard it, I was like, I never really get the whole like oh better preamps, and that was the first time I was like oh better preamps. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, I get it. You can hear it. You can yeah. hear the difference, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but that is, uh, it is what it is. Uh, here's a fun one I saw in, in Facebook. And this was from Daniel, not Daniel, our Daniel, but some guy named Daniel. He said, I've burnt, speaking of uh, remote recording, I've burnt two episodes this week. Now, due to Zoom glitching on a guest voice when the host makes any noise whilst they talk. Uh, not using the original audio option, by the way. He said, I tried Riverside two days ago and it failed miserably by crashing. Um, thinking that uh, getting everyone to record locally and then merge their files. First of all, that's not going to work because if your guest is not techie, that's not going to work. Um, and then merge them later. But the thing I see here is he says, definitely feeling a tad defeated. Are you practicing recording people? Like to me, I- I've seen people that are like, yeah, I did my first interview and it didn't work. And I was like, well, how did it work when you like, you know, connected with your grandma or whoever? Like, oh, I didn't. This was the first time I'd used it. I'm like, don't do that. Cause you just, yeah, don't make the first interview your first time you've recorded something. Do it a couple of times so that you find that, hey, you know, maybe I need to switch to a squad cast or I need to switch to whoever because, uh, you just, just, you know, you don't want to go back to that person and go, hey, can we do that again? 
I find a lot of folks complaining about this really don't ever then check their, their bandwidth quality. Mm. So, right. It all depends. You, you can have some of these best services, but if you have really bad upload speeds, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, StreamYard, uh, you know, I, I'm finally to a point where I'm almost asynchronous as far as my up and down speeds and I'm getting 85, you know, I'm getting a clear 75 or 85 up now, which is, I mean, it used to be 10. So like my up has gotten really good changing the new service and I've been tweaking it and some other things. So, but some people don't even know they're like, they might be getting two or three up and they're trying to record these things with video. Mm. And then like if Riverside crashes, that's probably not, I'm going to go on a limb, probably not their fault. It's probably yours, just to be honest. Like yeah. these these guys have some pretty great equipment set up. Same with StreamYard. I see this in the StreamYard communities all the time. Oh, I tried it and it failed. And yeah, it's probably, it, you know, it's like when you break up with somebody, it's probably you, not me. <laughs> right? So the the other piece that I think some podcasters don't take into consideration is their hardware. Yeah. Like they're trying to do this on a netbook, you know, or a Chromebook. Chromebook. Oh my God, buy some freaking hardware. I saw that today. So somebody was asking about, should I use a Chromebook for my podcast? And the answer is no, no. Well, they are, there are some expensive ones that have some pretty good equipment in it. Right. But chances are you're not buying an expensive Chromebook. You're, you're buying a Chromebook because it's $200. Right. Yeah. You're going to need a little, especially if you're doing video. You know, in Zoom, listen, Zoom is not the best written software in the world. No. And I've had, I mean, I've got some great equipment and it's failed on me a couple of times. So like, uh, okay, I get it. Sometimes it's the service, but check your, check your equipment to make sure your stuff is up to snuff and you don't have a 10,000 things running while you're trying to do this. It, this listen, my Mac friends are particularly bad about this because Mac's not good at closing anything down. If you don't close it down, you can click the red X. That doesn't mean it's off. You might have <laughs> 8,000 things running in the background and you have no idea, you know, um, you know, but I got, you know, I've got good hardware. Well, yeah. Do you? That you're pushing to the wall. Exactly. You, yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely revving. You know, <laughs> you're just revving the thing. Greg says, I used Zencaster last week as a guest. It's pretty seamless. And not sure about the audio quality, though. It hasn't been published. I have a, a client of mine. It's interesting. She doesn't do many interviews. She has a, um, a Samsung Q2U, but she can't figure out how to record in Audacity. She's she's a little on the older side. And I've tried many times and made many a video. She likes Zencaster because she can go in and record it. And so I know in the early days of Zencaster, there were some drift issues. I don't know that they've had those ironed out or not, but I always say it doesn't matter if it's Zencaster, Squadcast, Riverside, Clean Feed, Zoom, Skype, whatever you're recording, if you can, record it twice somewhere. So if you're using Skype, use the free Skype call recorder. If you're using Zoom, you have the Zoom recording. and then But, but all those, this is where the, the PodTrack P4 comes in. Because you've now got a second recording in the event the first one just takes a total crap on you. Um, Dave, you did something. Um, um, Stefan in the chat mentions this. The last couple of weeks, you, there's been some moments you've been a little skippy. Skippy. On and you've had, yeah, like your video skipped just a little bit. And there's been some sync issues where your video has been a little bit behind your audio. Oh, all right. I can fix um, that. Not enough. Well, no, no, no. Hold on. Not enough to, 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 
this week has been really good. Mm. So did you do anything hardware wise? I've kind of suspected maybe it was your hardware. Have you, did you do anything this week that would have changed your hardware configuration to, to, to reboot? No, <laughs> sometimes I, that's all it takes. I'm going to say I didn't yeah. reboot this week. So, but, um, yeah, no, you've been really good this week. Yeah, it's, I, been, it's been I, very, very clear. I do notice where my camera is set to high at uh, 720p, where on occasion, if we have issues, I'll go down to 480, but... But you're 720 right now? I am 720 right now. Yeah, you look, and you look great, and I haven't seen any of the issues we've been having in the past, so that's... Listen, that's the kind of troubleshooting that drives me absolutely nuts, just yeah. trying to figure out these little, you know, these little glitches in the systems and you're like oh where is this thing? yeah the thing i can't and i, I was going to test it this week i want to turn on my sony vz1 and see I, I think i figured it out here's how you use the sony i i, I believe this because max another awesome supporter um you take the audio out of the roadcaster and you put it into the camera and that way the audio and the video from the camera is going into StreamYard. And I went, that's how, because I cannot get away from any, and it's, it's a pretty noticeable. Did you change that this week? I have not. I, I'm, I oh. might do that here again. I'm going to practice. I'm not going to do it in a live show without practicing it. Uh, but I thought about that. I should have, because then I could have used the extra camera option. I'll, I'm, I know next week I'm definitely going to have, even if it's a C920, I'm going to have another camera set up so we can play with that. Brendan had said uh, teachers use that a lot because they'll have their teacher video and then they'll have an overhead one to show, you know, their hands or whatever they're doing and things like that. It'd so. be a little weird. Okay. So it'd be weird on this show if you had two camera angles and you were flipping between them yeah. in this configuration oh, without yeah. me changing. Yeah. That, but I could see some situations where you might flip, like if you were going to do some demos, you know, how you share your screen. If you want, if you were going to do some physical demos, in other words, say you wanted to, sh you wanted to show the roadcaster as you were working on it, you could have a camera right over the top of the roadcaster that you could flip to, right. to give the demo. Right. That would make sense. Speaking of that, yeah. uh, Antonio says, I have a roadcaster pro and I'm looking for that NPR sound. Uh, where can I find settings that help me achieve that? I would go into the, uh, what do they call them? Like, I don't know if I can do this here and bring up the thing it's the it's the big bottom it's the compressor especially if you compress the snot out of your sound and this is where when you do this be sure to uh go in and say what you did so if i did this now i could say okay well my compressor threshold is minus 31 i'm at a three to one ratio my attack is and then if i really wanted to compress it I could, you know, drag this up to, you know, five to one. I don't know that I can do this while I'm recording. Apparently not. Um, oh, plus it's not even turned on. There we go. Now I'm compressed and I already hear the difference. Uh, I also hear the difference in picking up the background sound, but I could come in here and just compress the, the snot out of this. I believe here, if I go up to, you know, six to one, now I'm hearing, yeah, number one, I definitely hear that pop on the noise thing. I heard the gate in there for sure. Yeah, so it's it's bringing up the background noise. So I don't want that. So I'm, I'm usually around a two or three to one. Uh, or in my case, I just turned it off. And, uh, you know, there's that. So uh, if you go to YouTube, type in Mike Russell, something like radio compression. Mike has a video on how he gets the 
and it just squishes you to death. But you want to say, okay, this is me using the Mike Russell compressor set to five to one threshold at blah, 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 blah. And then make some more settings and say, okay, this is compressor at blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And then just vote with your ears. So that would be my suggestion. Some of that's vocal practice yeah. on the NPR side as well. But I mean, they have great skill and great technique. I don't know. And by the way, NPR is a really wide genre. If you're going to, if we're going to put them in a genre, I mean, there's a whole bunch of shows. They're all done different ways and different produced. So I think we're assuming when you're thinking that NPR sound, it's that, you know, fresh air and, you know, really, really calm. And I can't, I can't even do it. I, I, I don't know. And we're, uh, I'm more, I'm more like in a world. Yeah. We're getting ready to wrap up. We're going to answer one more question from Andreas here. Have you explained your settings of your suggestions about posts? I'm not sure I understand what you mean here uh, in any episode of the School of Podcasting. Explain my settings of what? Like how you, maybe how you set your microphone, like a, a show about how you normally set your microphone oh, for sound um, and then show that, you know, talk about it so others could copy you. I could. I want the Dave Jackson sound. That's what I <laughs> I did do one show one time with a, and I forget what episode it was. It was me and the Audio-Technica ATR 2100 directly in the, uh, yeah like the settings for mics and things like that. It's not a bad idea. Um, Cause I did one with uh, the ATR 2100 directly into Hindenburg. So there was almost no effects because at the time I had like a DBX 286 and all this other stuff. And at the end I said, Oh, by the way, this was done with, you know, an $80 microphone and some software. Speaking of that, um, Hindenburg goes on sale, I believe tomorrow, whatever radio day, if you go to Hindenburg.com, the 40% off. Uh, that's my favorite. Uh, although Descript has now caught my official attention. But uh, I need to check them out again. Uh, dude, this, the studio sound is... I'll put a link in the show notes to where I recorded a Blue Yeti set up to pick up in every direction in the bathroom and then had Descript clean it up. And it was like, whoa. If you go out to uh, School of Podcasting, the latest episode has a link to that video. How much does that cost? What's their plans? It's 30 bucks like, a month is what I'm paying. Yeah. So that's not, too, it's yeah. not terrible. Yeah. It's it's one of those was like, well, if I was paying Otter, Adobe. Yeah. If I was paying 10 bucks to Otter and $20 to Adobe, they would kind of justify it. But now this is like almost having your own plug-in. So, Jim, what's coming up on uh, Home Gadget Geeks? Yeah, Gavin Campbell, who's actually out in our chat room uh, over at HomeTech.fm, he joins us. We talk about security cameras. So mm. if you're thinking about putting, you know, some cameras up, uh, maybe you want to do it, DIY it. Uh, we spend a whole bunch of time kind of talking about the different options that are out there and what he did. So you can check it out a little bit later today, HomeGadgetGeeks.com. Awesome. And on the School of Podcasting, you've heard part of it already. I did a deep dive into podcast promos. And how to do one, maybe what you should include, maybe what you shouldn't include. I'll definitely include some uh, of Brandon in it because he he brought his A-game today. Like he said, he's been digging into this for a while. So you'll hear uh, a little bit of a a rerun, but not really because there's more info. And um, so that'll be coming up on the School of Podcasting. We're here every Saturday at 1030 Eastern, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. If you're listening to this later and you have a question, go out to askthepodcastcoach.com 
and uh, click on the audio, the little microphone, and uh, we'll play your question in the show next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the chat room. We'll see you again real soon.